Sarah Fry. Welcome to Patent Pod. Certified orientation and mobility specialists have a unique role in supporting students who are blind or visually impaired. COMS, Certified Orientation and Mobility Specialists, address orientation and travel needs of students not only in the school setting, but at home and in the community too. In alignment with Pennsylvania's dedication to attracting, preparing, and retaining practitioners in education, particularly in special education, Joining us today on Patent Pod are certified orientation and mobility specialists across Pennsylvania to share about their role. Welcome to the Patent Pod. I've got uh, my friend, my new friends here, Jessica, Melissa, and Autumn. Thank you so much for joining us. To get us started, could you tell us a little bit about your journey to become a comms? What inspired you to take on this role? I'll go first. <laughs> Are we good there? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I I think it first started for me was when I was working with a student who was deaf blind. So it was interesting to go out with the comms who was there and see his like the mobility part and know that I could be outside. Like I'm not behind a desk with the classroom in a classroom. So mine was similar. I started out as a TSVI, a teacher of students with visual impairments, and I was able to observe the comms and see what they were doing with the students. And then I actually had to reinforce those skills with the students. And I wanted to go and explore that a little bit more because just like Melissa said, I did not want to sit behind a desk. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that, you know, moving around mobility is part of your job. <laughs> Jessica, what about you? Um, so I got started during my classes at Kutztown for, we had an O&M class where we got to go under blindfold and go all over town essentially. And as soon as I took that class, that's what I wanted, knew what, that's what I wanted to do as soon as I was done with Kutztown. And so I went right to Pitt and got my O&M certification while being a TBI as well. All right, so you've, you've talked about, you knew that that's what you wanted to do and that you didn't want to sit behind a desk. So what is it like in a day of the life of a comms? What's your what what what's your job like? Being <laughs> being duly certified as a TSVI and a comms is a little bit different. So as a TSVI, you may go out and see students multiple times throughout the week. You may see the same student four times in a week, whereas a comms, you may see that student one time for 45 minutes each week. So you can structure your schedule a little bit different. You may be in one district for a full day and then another district for another full day, whereas a TSVI may be in multiple districts each day. So you're, you're driving and, and your schedules will look a little bit different with your students. Yeah, I mean, for me with doing dual certification as well, I ended up being in multiple counties sometimes every day doing I might see my kids for both services. So sometimes I would see my kids four times a week, but it would be for either braille instruction or cane instruction. So it was a lot of traveling to say the least and a lot of walking over the course of time too. So it's it's a lot, when especially with how big the counties are in Pennsylvania yes. and how spread out some of those districts mm -hmm. are. But you do get to go out and go shopping. Yes. Which, 
sometimes you get to get, have your students help you with your grocery shopping, which is nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot of traveling and moving, which is so it keeps nice. it keeps it interesting. Yeah, yeah. each day is each day is different. They're mm-hmm. not all the same. They're not all structured the same. So yeah. it doesn't really become monotonous. Yeah, and you get to see different parts of the state and and your service areas. I'm wondering though to kind of build on because like you several of you mentioned being dual certified, if you might kind of contrast those roles a little bit for us more. I, I had an opportunity to speak to others earlier today about teaching the, the TVI aspect, but I'd love to hear from your perspective how they differ TVI versus comms. I think with the TV, the TVI versus the comms, um, the comms you definitely get to see, I feel like more independence with your student. You're seeing a student that maybe could never travel before to all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but they're able to walk by themselves and them having that ownership to know that like they can do it. Sometimes you, you don't see that as a TVI because I'm totally certified too. But you see, you do see it more. You see the ownership and the the want, the desire for independence. And I think a cool part of it too, of being both, is that you can kind of teach this functional skills in yeah. the classroom setting, essentially. But then, as an O and M, you get to take them out and see what how it actually applies in real life. Yes. Mm-hmm. So some of my kids, like I had a kid that didn't know how to use his own debit card. So you teach them as the vision TVI, you teach them, okay, this is how you do it. But as an O&M, you can take them out to shop and then be like, okay, you know, here's your shopping list your mom sent in with you, go through the whole process and then do the last thing, you know, using the debit card and buying it. So seeing it in one portion where the TVI, if it's just a TVI, might just teach them in class, but then as an O&M, you get to take them out and just kind of put it to use. Prior to my certification as a comms, I had the exact same experience actually. So at that time I held just the role of TSVI and with that I taught the student how to use the debit card and I actually had a machine there that I let them use it in before the comms took them out into the community and had them, I think they went to a bakery. And so she was able to purchase her, like she was able to choose it and purchase it and she felt confident in that, in her ability with that level of independence. independence. And she came back and she was a high schooler who said, hey, I, I did this for the very first time by myself. Wow. And so just seeing that carry over now, I have the opportunity to do both with the student. Yeah, so it sounds like that's that's really a rewarding aspect. Not only, you know, you get to be out in the community and, and maybe not feel like uh, you're in the set schedule every day, but seeing that involvement and seeing that independence, like you said, and that kind of self-efficacy build in students sounds like a very special aspect of your job. Um, you've, you've shared a little bit. I'm wondering if there are any other stories or, or moments that just made you really think, ah, oh, this is this is such a big deal. This I've, I've been making an impact. This is why this job matters. Are there any other stories you could share? Um, I guess I did my internship with the Cleveland VA um, and it's a lot of like it's older, you know, veterans coming in that lost vision over time. But the one was uh, he wanted to go from the VA hospital to get a, a po'boy at the mall, like the one mall. And that was like his goal for the entire time he was there because he grew up and that's all he wanted. So just seeing him help him learn how to take the subway from around the VA to get into the mall, find where he needed to go and then come back was like, it was pretty clutch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, there was only one mishap and that was on him, not me, <laughs> I always say. But 
he actually had to figure out because he lost his bag on the subway and had to go through that whole process of finding it, going to the next station where they were able to actually get it for him. It's like some extra credit level oh, work. it was. Wow. <laughs> so he had to then take an Uber. Like, yeah. we had to go over that process. And just, it was a whole... But it's it's something, it was, kind of, it was cool to see just, like, not only the kid aspect, but, like, the older adult aspect, yeah. too, of, like, they used to be able to do it on their own. But then now with the vision loss, they had to figure out a different way to do it instead. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's my, one of my stories. <laughs> Sorry. Um, can't think of anything right now. So. Go ahead. I have a similar story. So my internship was out in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And so I worked with ages 18 through I think my oldest client might have been in his 60s and so this one woman she traveled between uh, Colorado Springs and Texas for various medical appointments and she shared with me during my first week there it and with my intern supervisor it's really hard for her to go to the airport by herself she never goes by herself and she was a very independent person before her vision loss and she was frustrated by it and there were quite a few tears on many of our lessons and so i took it upon myself to contact the people at the airport and to set up a training and to get my name known at that airport so that i could go and have a training with her and then there ended up being a a woman who recently graduated from high school and she was going on vacation and she showed interest in this training at the airport as well and so watching both of their levels of independence as we were going through all of this I I had tears because you know they took back that level of independence and they were like wow I can travel on my own I don't need someone to do this with me now that I know what to do and so I I contacted the people at the airport and I created that bridge for that department and when I left that bridge was still there so that department was really impressed with the fact that I went above and beyond during my internship to be able to showcase hey I really enjoy this field but also here's this resource please use it after I leave and so I was able to actually speak to that when I was at the international conference over the summer too and there were many comms who sat in the same room as me and said I didn't know these tools or these resources existed how did you figure this out And I just looked into it. Half of my internship was spent researching it. And by week, I think seven out of 10, I was able to complete that training with them. So the opportunities for us are are pretty incredible. Yeah, and the opportunity to get involved with other, you know, like you said, you're out in the community having building partnerships in the community that will serve serve those students long after they might be in the K-12 setting, right? And I think it's cool, too, that, like, I don't know, you get to be the fun teacher when you're a comms. Yes. Like, when they hear, they know you're coming, they're like, oh, Mrs. K's coming. They get so excited. Sometimes the TBI, it's like, kids are like, oh. But when they know they get to go out, they get excited. Yeah. (laughs) So, bridging, though, like you said, especially... You wear both hats. You yeah. can speak to both, right? You yes. see the, the students um, in both of those settings. So maybe teaching a skill in, in a classroom environment isn't as exciting. But then when you say, hey, let's go do that. Let's go to the bakery or let's, you know, if you want to take a trip, what's, what is it going to be like going to the airport? That's or ordering a ride share by yourself yeah. or what, what happens if things don't go perfectly and you need to find your bag? So yeah, I could see where that having, you see both sides of it, but that that engagement in the community is so valuable and special. 
And Sarah, I, I want to make a point to just note that it's not necessary to be duly certified as a TSVI yeah. and a comms. You can go for comms. Mm -hmm. uh, many of us are duly certified because we don't find out about comms until we go to school for TSVI. So yeah. I just wanted to put that, that plug in there too. No, I think that's important to note. Um, so speaking of that, and maybe some of these, uh, I don't know if they're tricks of the trade or just things that you wish you had known or w could make the difference for someone who might be interested in, in the line of work that you do. Are there other tips or suggestions or just pieces of information that others might need to know about your job? I, th I think, do you want to go to Be prepared for weather. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I usually give my students like two tries if they don't come prepared for weather. So like we live in Pennsylvania, so we get four seasons in a week at some points. In a day. In a day, <laughs> at some points especially. <laughs> but um, but O&M takes place in any weather at any time. So like we can go out in the rain. Well, I don't give them a choice. They go out in the rain, they go out in snow, they go out at any point. I've had times where we had lessons, we're halfway through and it's sunny and then all of a sudden it turns into a rainstorm and yes, we're running back. And sometimes my students remember to bring a coat because they looked at the weather and some other ones show back up to school soaking wet. You know, it's it's all part of being like teaching them how to be prepared as adults too. even like when they're younger. If you're not prepared, that's on you kind of deal. But I do give like my little ones, they get like three strikes. I usually have something, but my older kids, I'm like, did you look at the weather? Well, no. Oh, OK. <laughs> no, I think that's a really good point, because when they're adults, they don't, you know, if it's raining outside, we don't just not go to work. You know, they still have to go to work. They still have to travel to work in the rain and the snow, whatever, whatever the weather is. So having that, like building that right from the get go is super important for them. Something else I was going to say is that as professionals, our field is super small. So we all get to know each other really well, really quickly. And so we welcome new people into the field and the older or more seasoned comms or TSVIs that I've worked with have just welcomed me with open arms being a younger, a younger teacher, a younger team member. And that's really refreshing too. And that there's opportunities like the Helix Conference for us to attend and to just continue to be better because the better we are, the better we can be for our students too and our clients. Mm -hmm. Any other tips or suggestions for someone who might be interested? Mm, I mean, I always think back to during my internship because I was at Helen Keller and Arcane's would always snap off to so have like a coat hanger or something where you can, you're always having to think on the go. <laughs> so problem solving. Problem right. solving, yes. Um, but yeah, it's a rewarding job, I think. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been um, it's been an honor to learn more about your role and and what what it's like to be out in the community with students, navigating and, and building that independence and uh, that autonomy. Uh, I, I hope that others find our conversation uh, as interesting as I did and might be interested in exploring some of these career fields more. And if that is the case, then I would encourage our audience members to. Uh, to seek out the APR or Attract, Prepare, Retain repository via the link in our show notes. I'd also like to give a shout out to our producer today, John Ragsdale, and invite anyone listening or watching to check out our other episodes of Patent Pod to learn more about the exciting and rewarding careers available in education in Pennsylvania. Thanks for joining us.